0: Well, I could say it's been a while, but uh, I always say that. Say that but uh, Man, I uh, almost got out of February without a podcast here. It's, uh, it's Hambo. It's basically like a, a late night with Hambo because it's uh, 2.20 in the morning. But uh, yeah, this stinks. i I, I got to be honest, I haven't had much energy uh to do a podcast. Um, and I kinda wanted to wait a little bit till I had something to say that was interesting or worth talking about. Um rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Uh I could talk about that. Um, that was a surprise of him passing and it's uh it's pretty terrible uh i think that guy had some years left for sure he was in good shape uh, you know for his age and uh yeah he was just having a little bit of a of a comeback with the mandalorian and um then this happens it's it's a bummer Uh, i've always liked carl weathers a lot i always thought he was underrated um, underused, you know um, but he's usually great in everything he was in. Uh, you know um, I remember watching uh, even even the the 90s show Street Justice where he was he had the unshaven you know shaved his mustache there and that was a fun little TV show. He was like a, you know, an action cop with the karate style uh, sidekick cop or something like that. I'd like to go back and rewatch those. Uh, but those were a lot of fun. Um, of course, Predator. I've watched Predator so many times. And uh, just that whole scene. Uh, where he talks to Arnold about uh, uh, being an asset. You're an expendable asset. And I used you to get the job done. Got it. (laughs) So intense. I mean, that's just good scenes. It's just... He was so great uh, in that role. And, uh, you know, he was the friend of uh, Dutch, but kind of like he had the toe the line kind of friend. Like, he had to, uh, you know, make people happy. You know, and the bureaucracy kind of uh, guy. And, uh, yeah, that, that was great. It was a great role uh, for him. And uh, who can forget Action Jackson? Um, that funny action here, that's definitely due for a rewatch. And... <laughs> Um, but of course, and there's no getting around the impact he had as Apollo Creed and Rocky 1, 2, and beyond, and uh, just amazing the, the shape he got in and his boxing ability, uh, and uh, just a great, uh, great part for him, and, uh... You know, Stallone cast him. He always says that story that uh, he he didn't know he was being auditioned uh, by Stallone, uh, and he, he got all ticked off at him, and he's like, "Why couldn't you find somebody bigger?" You know, <laughs> or something, something to that effect. He was just all riled up, and uh, Stallone's like, "Oh yeah, we need it. We need it. He's the guy." You know, um, so uh yeah there's it's sad it's sad um uh happy gilmore you know him coming back uh after you know not being on screen for so long you know him being in and uh adam sandler's happy gilmore was was a pretty great return to form as the uh as his uh uh golf uh, mentor uh... happy gilmore's golf mentor that was pretty awesome and yeah so i mean i'm sure there's tons of movies i'm missing but these are the ones that uh... you know stood out to me and uh... it seems gonna be missed he played such a big part in our pop culture and uh... It's just sad. I mean, I ha- I'm, ha- I'm happy it was probably a, a, you know, a painless, hopefully painless death. Um, him passing in his sleep, but uh, due to some kind of heart failure, you know. But uh, I don't know. It's it seems odd, but it it, ha- it can happen to people at just about any age, where it just gets you, and uh, no matter what kind of precautions or or shape that you're in but uh, it still comes off as uh, too soon very too soon and um, rest in peace Carl Weathers you'll be missed Uh, what else as if that wasn't hard enough to uh, pot about um, there's a few other things you know it's late forgive me it's you know it's like I said, it's hard to get the podcast in sometimes when you just, you, you, the energy, you all know this, the energy that you have left in the tank when you get home from work, it's, sometimes it's just standing up all day on the hard floor, moving around, what have you, and uh, to get behind a mic and still be entertaining, still have something to say. It's uh, a little tough. And I, I know I wanted to get some guests, some new guests on, and... uh that just hasn't happened. I just haven't had the extra oomph to get some some new guests on. Um, but I'll keep I'll keep uh, maybe still working on a list and reaching out to people that I want to talk to in the industry, probably in the comic book industry and the film industry. Um, that would be fun. Um, Yeah, I've been working on my comic, Rage Uh, 4.5. It's called, tentatively, well, it is called. I was going to give you spoilers. The the title of it's called Rage in Happy Land. Um, Having some fun with it. Although, you know, I had a snag, a bit of a snag doing a scene, a page lately. It has to do with wrestling. And so I had to do some research for that. And uh it was kind of a trickier page and I had to rewrite uh, a whole scene that put me behind about a month, which stinks, but I know it's a good what I rewrote was better so it, it won't be a waste. Um, what else? What else that's what's been going on um been watching that movie uh, I rewatched yesterday, the movie The Ninth Gate, and that's one of my, uh, you know, it is kind of a sneaky favorite. You know, when I first saw that, it came out late 90s, 99, something like that, I remember going to theater to go see that in college, and I really liked it. You didn't know where it was going to go. It was unpredictable. It was like watching a Brian De Palma movie. You don't know quite where it's going to go. And uh, the premise, if you haven't seen The Ninth Gate, is Johnny Depp uh, is investigating a... Well, he's he's tracking down a series of books that have to do with uh, getting the power of the devil or, or finding the devil, something along those lines. And he uh, uh, he's like a freelancer kind of... Uh, book Finder. Um, oh, it's a pretty cool job if you can make a living on that. Uh, <laughs> it seems like you can apparently in this movie. But uh, balkan it, which is, is uh, the guy that that hires him, uh, played by uh, Franklin uh He uh, he's kind of like a. Uh, Mm, one of those bosses that, uh, it's, it's shady, a shady boss, and (laughs) I say he wants him to go get the books, and so he sends, he's like, I'll pay you tons of money, I'll pay you more if you do a good job, it's gonna be dangerous, there's gonna be people, uh, that could die there you know it, it's really it's almost like he's hiring an assassin <laughs> you know and uh, but you know Johnny Depp's character is no is no hero he's no fighter you know he's just a book lover and he knows the difference between for, uh, forgery and the real deal um, so he sends him on this goose chase to find all these books uh, the nine gates and um of course it, it's shot by oh you directed it oh that's not coming to me for some reason uh, let me look it up Sorry, it's late. Roman Polanski, who did Rosemary's Baby. So what is it about him and uh, double movies? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, Johnny Depp meets this uh, woman along the way who's a mysterious woman. And this is definitely spoilers. Uh, He comes to find out that she has uh, special powers um she's kind of got superhuman strength and stu- superhuman agility um, so it's pretty cool um, the all the whole thing is you know the mu I love the music in the movie and the way it's shot and the pace of the movie everything is awesome like there's just hidden little meanings, although it's kind of hard to tell upon the first watch. Um, it's very along the lines of kind of like an Eyes Wide Shut, kind of like his, it's his uh, response to an Eyes Wide Shut kind of movie. Um, But this has to do with, like, basically it's got to do with um, uh, wanting... uh desiring uh, wanting power has a lot says a lot about that and how that leads to uh, a bad end and uh, and if you do things with a, with good intentions, you might have a better ending You're, it might it might be better for you but the ending kind of leaves it open-ended and so it's not you're not really sure what it's trying to say because the ending isn't definite it's like it's up to you to interpret what really happens with uh, Johnny Depp's character and that always frustrated me and it still kind of frustrates me um, you know some people on YouTube uh, did a little thing about the meanings and I'm still going through them but the meanings of uh, of the books and, and you know each book I love how each book is illustrated the pages in the book um it's kinda like Dante's Inferno you know the illustrations are black and white to you know from the 1700s or whatever and uh, it's just really cool. They look like illustrations that you would see back then. and But I think they were all made for this. Uh, it's based on the uh, the club, El Club Dumas or whatever. Um, so it's, this movie is based on a real book, which I listened to. <coughs> or No, I didn't. Re- I read. I'm sorry. I read from the library. Which, it's a fun book. <coughs> but it veers off. Um quite a bit, and it goes into more about uh, <clears throat> looking for the three musketeers and uh, forgeries, and which one's forgery, which one's the real book. So it doesn't go into the, the devil books too much. Um, it does mention like the devil club, like a cult club and all that, and the character of Balkan's in it, and Cor- Corso, which Johnny Depp's character, is in it. And... It's still the same kind of dynamic, where uh, Balkan is trying to basically Balkan. It wants to get the power of the devil, you know, by doing these rituals and figuring out the riddle of each one of these uh, illustrations in the books. And each, you know, book is saying something slightly different. Like one one illustration, I you know, have an old guy by the front of a, a door. And he'll have keys in his uh, left hand. And then another copy of the book, the, the, the keys will be in his, uh, in his right hand. Um, and uh, there's just a lot of neat, riddle-like things in it. And it's definitely a unique movie. I mean, the characters in it are all... I mean, there's really no wasted uh, dialogue it's very well written. It's very well paced and well directed. But again, the only thing that really lets me down is the ending. And, you know, there's things to be said about the, the. There maybe there's hints about what happens to his character based on the music and the credits, and, and you see a flame in the background of the credits, so maybe it's implied that Johnny Depp got just, you know, he went into hell and that was it and the whole thing was just a trick and no power awarded no transcendence awarded just he goes right to hell (laughs) and the whole thing was just a trick for everybody you know so he was no he wasn't better off than necessarily than uh was although Balkan got set on fire which is pretty awful uh pretty nasty little scene there um so it's up to you. The ending's up to you. Because, and it's just like, ugh, if only they had at least five or ten minutes of him meeting the devil or him going some, through some kind of surreal abstract experience when he goes into the castle. Um, something. And so you just want... Although nothing, I think, would have matched up to what happens in your imagination... At the end, it still kind of rubs you. I'm like, ah, it's just a little too unsatisfying. But the journey is really well done. I, everything else before that, the suspense and everything is just—it's great. Um, and Franklin jella really steals the show. I mean, he's, he's really, he really—he really um, embraces this character even in his. Uh, whole look and everything looks kind of demonic, like his eyebrows are kind of pointy, he's got like red glasses on, um he might be off in people, um to get some of these books, and uh but you're not sure, there's also a, uh, a couple that are after him, uh one is uh oh, what is her name uh uh there's this woman that's in this movie that she's like a crazy, a crazed cultist that goes after Depp for the book. Uh, what is her name? She's, she's gorgeous. No, she's something else. Let's see if I can find the cast here. Yeah, Lena Olin. Lena Olin. And she plays a, uh, she uh, tries, well, she does seduce Johnny, uh, Depp's character, Corso. And she steals one of his books. But she's always trying to scratch at people's faces. And she flips. It's like a flip personality. And, uh, well, just, let's just say it doesn't end well for her character. But uh, No, I, you know, Franklin Jello is awesome. They're all good in it. And uh, it's a movie worth a watch. And it's not overly, it's not like a gory movie. It's more of like a suspense detective kinda of movie um... there's a little bit of a nasty scene with fire at the end there but uh, it's not too gory it's just everything that's kind of implied about it but other than that i recommend it so what else what else? I mean, they don't make them like that very much anymore. That's all I'm saying. And say whatever you want about plants. Yeah, I get it. It's If you don't want to see it because of that guy, I understand. But in this case, I can separate the artist from work. And, uh, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but I respect your decision either way. Um, Yeah, so I've been watching Film Threat. And Film Threat is a neat YouTube show uh, with Chris Gore uh, leading it. And they've been going on, and, and this is a whole other podcast, really, so I'm not going to go on too much about it, but I'll, I'll talk about it. And it has to do with the, uh, the force diversity uh, um, that the... The WGA is enforcing, and uh, which I think is leading to a lot of bad uh, movies where they don't hire the right person for the job. Uh, They just hire the correct parentheses diversity hire, you know. And uh, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why we're getting a lot of like forced agenda. Politics into our movies and TV shows, uh, and commercials, and it's a bummer, and it stinks, and it needs to stop, and uh, because it's it's destroying the industry, it's going a little too far. Um, um, now, look, I I don't want to get, I've never really wanted to get too political on this show. But it's like when it has to do with the industry and one of the reasons why movies just aren't doing as good as they used to, I have to kind of step up and speak about it. And I'm just going to say that it is a uh, forced agenda that um, is is not good. It's not good for society as a whole because it it, it trickles down into all the media and commercials and everything. And, uh, again, I don't blame people for getting jobs or going for it. And everyone should have an equal opportunity from every culture. But um, I think there's another thing that they're they're using to disguise uh, that and their causes of, of... Political stuff into the stories instead of keeping that separate. See? And, you know, that's why we're getting a lot of crappy Marvel movies and TV shows because they are not respecting the source material and the height they're hijacking it to get in their political little speeches and uh, get in the forced diversity. And it's a bunch of crap. I'm calling it out. Hambo is calling it out. Damn it. Um, But I'll leave that as that. If you want more, you can go on YouTube and check. I recommend uh, Overlord DVD. I recommend Midnight's Edge. Um, All those are good. And, of course, Film Threat. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely a threat to film. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. Everything can, you know, I just feel like everything can be abused. Everything can be uh, taken advantage of for the wrong reasons. And uh, I'll, I'll just keep it at that. Um, other than that, I'm going to wrap it up. It's it's real, technically, this is a late night with Hambo. I have to get up at a decent hour tomorrow, take the car in. have a non-stop and uh, beeping, won't stop beeping. Of course, you love that, and there's nothing you can do about the beeping that never ends when you're driving the car. And uh, looked in the manual, can't find a way to pull the plug on the uh, chimes. Pretty annoying. Cars are pretty annoying. It's like, yeah, okay, they do a lot of good things, but, you know, the costs come down to us. Every time, and can bust and break us if you don't put that money away, safer for for, safer repairs. You know, I just I hate that. You know, again, I can go into I can go on on a rant about it. You know, like the the rising costs of fast food and and everything else. But not going to. I want to keep it somewhat joyous. It's been a little while, and uh, hopefully, I'll have a new bond. Pod out soon. I got gold golden eye. That's the next one. Um, but till then, may you all have long days and pleasant nights.